0: Hello, all you marvelous beings and welcome to Marvelous Movie Monday. Uh, I am Dylan Randazzo and
1: I'm Kelsey Kilpatrick.
0: (laughs) Welcome to the show uh, where you hear all things Marvel MCU and otherwise Uh, things past, present and future. Speaking of future, we have news for next week. Let's just jump right in uh, and get to the news uh, but Well, one little bit of news before we begin. Uh, I will tease the show we did last night, uh, the Pickle Awards on my channel. Uh, it was an award show awarding my favorite movies of 2020, uh, save for J.J. Judas and the Black Messiah because it is technically a 2021 release. So all of you who are up in arms uh personally texting me, uh, why did you leave <laughs> Daniel Cooley off? Why did you leave Lakeith Stanfield off? Why did you leave the movie off in every category? I, I did not do it purposefully. I did it because, well, I did do it purposely, but I didn't mean to snub them. I'm just making them included in the 2021 awards so you will see them in a year a year from now in those awards um but my award season i I cut it off on december 31st i don't you know Mm. take any movies from this year uh anyway Great show, Kelsey was an amazing presenter. She presented two awards. Kelsey, how was that for you?
1: Oh, thank you, Dill. Well, I was so excited that you asked me to do it. I got all dressed up. I loved mm-hmm. my categories that I introduced. Yes. Um, even though I don't agree with the best kiss winner, but that's beside the point.
0: Oh, um, that's the tea. But hey, spill, ther- spill it.
1: <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed the pickle awards. So who, thank you who for would
0: you have picked as your as your pick of the five. Because um, I'm sure you watched the five. Kisses, at least, not the movie. I mean, but- I
1: did watch the five kisses. Honestly, out of the clips that you specifically picked, like for the awards, the Dylan O'Brien kiss, I don't remember the other actor's name, but. Um, that kiss in *Love and Monsters* was very entertaining to watch. Him it was, just be yeah. like, "That was nice," and then he immediately passes yeah, out. He has,
0: a, he has a fist bump while he's kissing her, and then he just yeah. like, faints. It's it's amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, movie kisses. I mean, it's such an MTV Movie Awards thing. Like, it's mm, a, a, yeah, a category for totally. like, best villain or best kiss or best action sequence. But I like to do that because you know that's really what like a lot of the audiences get excited for. It's like the mm-hmm. pop culture moments. It's like the Spider-Man kiss was iconic. You know, *The Notebook*. You know, movie kisses can be iconic. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I. I love the one from the half of it spoiler alert that's the one that won uh I just love that moment cuz this whole movie you know she has been afraid to like speak her truth and, and, and tell her the other girl who she is. And then she finally just goes for it and, and plants one on her. It's, it's a beautiful moment, I think at the end of the movie, uh, but all those okay. kisses were great. And Kelsey presented the award. Great. Uh, and uh, you, if you want to check out the rest of the show, check it out. It happened last night on the Dillpickle movie network. If you're listening to us, if you're watching us, it's on that channel, a uh, really fun award show. Thank you so much for watching. Right, let's get into the real news of the MCU or other Marvel stuff of this week. Uh, Kelsey, please um, take it away.
1: Okay, so I have some She-Hulk news. Another cast member has been confirmed. And okay. if you're a theater nerd like Dylan and I are, then you will absolutely know this name. Renee Elise Goldsberry has joined the cast of She-Hulk. She will be wow. playing a lawyer, a mysterious lawyer named Amelia. Um, for those of you who don't know her, you might know her from, if you're not an intense theater dork like we are you probably know her from being um angelica schuyler in hamilton which is on disney plus i was
0: gonna say you don't have to be a theater dork to know hamilton no i you know. that's
1: why i was saying oh, like you probably know not, her from this if you right. don't know her from other things like she was mimi in in one of the tours of rent yeah, uh, yeah. or so, like um, the revival a, of rent or, or one yeah, of those she's things incredible she's, she's absolutely yeah, incredible she's a broadway um, legend
0: i wonder if they'll have her sing probably not i mean unless she's like a singer in the show but i don't you know they're not gonna make it a musical obviously but mm. you no know, we, we saw zemo dance so anything's possible anything's possible as as we know yeah, yeah. uh and that's she hulk right you said
1: yes the series right, and, and
0: so far we've only heard i think tatiana Maslani and of course mark Revelo will be back of course it's a hulk show uh and then uh the man himself mr abomination is back uh so that is that is uh that was confirmed i think when they announced the show itself um so uh, it'll be interesting to see how renee Elise goldsberry uh, fits into this if she's going to be a villain hero whatever um i didn't look too much into the character she's playing or if it's a new character old character do you know any of that
1: well i think they're keeping it uh really under wraps you know they don't want too much being uh revealed about it which is you know classic mcu Classic right, exactly.
0: MCU. Uh, that's a very MCU move. All right, so I've got some news about some Spider-Man uh, rumors flying around. It's not rumors. They are rumors that have now been confirmed. Oh,
1: and, I know what this you're is, talking about. This
0: is, this is a weird case because it's great news. We're all excited about it, but it's also breaching the contract so i'm not going to go in depth with exactly what he said uh but alfred molina who played doc ock in spider-man 2 uh did an interview about doc ock's return in uh, no way home and i don't know if it has been completely confirmed it hasn't been confirmed by marvel but it was semi-confirmed that he was back but he has confirmed more than just the fact that he's back but he's confirmed a little bit of the plot details of the movie um in this interview and and i think that's where uh it was um uh, he even says here that he was invited uh, and he was told to keep it quiet. Uh, and and as we know, that didn't happen. I don't know if it's because of him or because of other people uh, spoiling the big secret. Uh, he says, when we were shooting it, we were all under orders not to talk about it because it was supposed to be some big, great secret. But, you know, it's all over the Internet. I actually describe myself as the worst kept secret in Hollywood. So it was originally supposed to be this huge reveal, to the multiverse. But because someone spoiled it, not him, but someone spoiled he was in it now everyone knows that the multiverse is happening and that's when we started getting other casting rumors and then other people were confirmed so originally i guess when it was announced that he was doing the movie he he, it wasn't supposed to be announced Uh, and now he has confirmed it which i think he's not allowed to do but he did confirm that it was him um (laughs) that he was gonna be in the movie uh so spider-man cast members are not good at keeping secrets i can tell you that um something in the water
1: there. Tom Holland must have got to him. I mean,
0: literally in the water, because the next thing he says is like, how do you, how could I be coming back? I died in the water. The uh, good segue, Kelsey. I don't Fair. think you intended on that, but
1: no segue um, intended.
0: But yeah, and and uh, Do- John Watts, the director, uh, said, "Well, in this universe, no one really dies." So Alfred Molina said that in the interview. So this kind of alludes to the fact that he will have survived that somehow. So he wasn't really drowning at the end, and he is somehow going to live and make his way into Peter Parker's uh, storyline. The full article is online for anyone who wants to go in completely, uh, you know, blind to any any news about the movie any plot details i will not go into details about other things he said about uh, how he's going to be brought back into the movie he did say it was fun kind of uh, as some someone who's 17 years older now seeing how he maneuvers with all the legs and stuff he's like it's so cool to see how the arms really do all the work now especially that i'm like twice as fat twice as old and twice as you know hard to maneuver um sure. so so yeah it's, it's it's gonna be interesting i will save the plot details because i know people want to go in blind but it was a generally uh uh, I mean, it was a very public announcement that he was going to be in the movie. So I feel like we're not spoiling that. Uh, mm. But he did confirm it. So it's happening. How do you feel about that, Kels?
1: Honestly, I take everything that doesn't come from Marvel itself with a grain of salt. You know, like, who's to say like this, unless it's a, there's a video of him literally being like, yes, I will be in the next Spider-Man. Who's to say that this article isn't completely fabricated, you know? That's true too. Because you know, I may, saw this. I so, saw it get mentioned by a TikToker that I follow who does great analysis about, you know, everything MCU. He does an analysis every week for um, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He did one for WandaVision. So he mm-hmm. said it. And I was like, well, no one else is really talking about this, like Marvel-wise. <laughs> so that makes me nervous. I mean, the fact that, like, he says that it was spoiled that he was going to be in the movie. But, like, I had no idea that it was even, like, on the radar or rumors oh, or until anything. right now? Yeah. Until oh. he himself went to like whoever published this article so it was, and was this like, week. yeah, well, I'm saying what I'm saying is like up until like this week, where he, like the article came out of he himself, maybe going to whoever wrote this article being like oh yes that is true i didn't know that there were rumors even speculating that he was oh, going to yeah. be in it i mean i heard some rumors involving jamie fox because he might have let it slip on instagram mm-hmm. or something the, rumor,
0: the two rumors were jamie fox and alfred molina and now one of those has been confirmed so jamie fox is still not confirmed 100 i don't think uh but those were the two rumors at least that i knew about i don't know mm-hmm. anything about there was there was like Speculation about like Mary Jane or what's her name? Kristen Dunst and like Toby and Andrew. Those are like fan speculations, but like actual published news articles have been about jamie foxx and alfred molina those are the only two names we've gotten confirmed uh but alfred himself is the only person to confirm himself that he is in the movie now uh, and i don't know what this means in terms of his contract if he's allowed to even say that but it looks like some of the stuff he says in the article uh might be jumping the gun a little bit about what could be said uh, even from that that one alone the whole like no one's really dead that's what john watts tells him and like we know that sure. but it's also like Now we know it's from the same universe. Like it's not this other character or this other version of Doc Ock. It is the Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2. So um, it's definitely interesting. But read that article if you want, uh, because I don't want to spoil it for anyone listening uh, anything more. I don't want to spoil anything more besides the fact that he is in it and that apparently no one is ever dead. Um, I'm going to flip my phone over because I just have uh, messages flying in. Um, Okay, Uh, everyone's excited about the Pickle Awards. It's a good thing, but uh, let's get into the episode itself. Kelsey, what is the name of the episode? Because I'm blanking.
1: Uh, oh, it's, I,
0: wait! I think I remember. It's isn't it called Truth? Yeah, very good. See, I'm noteless today. I, noteless. I had so much stuff going on this weekend that I, I went in blank with no notes today. So I'm free, free balling it. So wow,
1: well, good, good thing that uh, I I uh, take all my notes and I actually do have a synopsis this week. I remembered to okay. write one. Um, Let's hear it. So episode five, truth. John Walker faces consequences for his fatal mistake. Sam comes to terms with being the next Captain America and him and Bucky make amends. Meanwhile, Carly and the Flag Smashers plan their next attack on the GRC.
0: Nice. Um, it's a- so so right yeah. away, what we talked about last week is like the big question, is John mm-hmm. Walker going to be given consequences for his actions? Is he going to be uh, given a, ah, I shouldn't have done that better go wrist, do better yeah. next time slap on the wrist is he gonna have stuff wiped away or is he gonna be locked up in jail uh it didn't go as far as that and it didn't go as little as the slap on the wrist it was that middle one of, of you're gonna have your power not power but your your title stripped away mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem is i said last week i said this would be a good way to you know end the john walker storyline and now just like full-on focus on sam bucky and the flag smashers but of course we have a lot of john walker in this episode and we got a lot yeah. it seems for next week so yeah i think, at this point, this episode was really uh, about wrapping up certain storylines, um, which we'll get to with like Zemo and, and the Wakandans, uh, and then, you know, making sure we know exactly what we're getting in the next episode. But at the same time, I still feel like there's a lot of stuff to wrap up and it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like there should be one more episode. Uh, sure. What are your like? What are your overall thoughts on just like this going into like one more episode? Like, do you yeah. think this was a good like 11 o'clock number for this big finale or?
1: Yeah, I liked, I liked this episode a lot. I mean, my favorite episode is still forever going to be episode three, Power Broker, when they go to Madripoor and it's magical. Um, I thought that this was good because I feel like it's it's it really, like, is leading us into a big epic finale, it feels like. And even though it's going to be the last episode of The Falcon and Winter Soldier, that doesn't mean there's not going to be cliffhangers like there was with WandaVision, you know? They're still going to want to tease stuff for future mm-hmm. movies, uh, uh, TV series, like, et cetera. So even though like I think that, you know, Sam's character arc of really, you know, embracing being the next Captain America will be tied up in the next episode, I predict that Bucky, you know, making amends with being the Winter Soldier is going to be wrapped up in the next episode. I think things like, you know, the introduction of the new character we got this episode, whatever's going on with uh, Sharon Carter, I think that these things will probably be left open-ended maybe even the whole bit with the flag smashers is going to be left open-ended because i don't see this problem the problem with the flag smashers being resolved in one more hour you know i think
0: that's the problem is i'm like uh, what what this was a perfect opportunity to say all right john walker you could have locked him up or, like, set him off for this ep- at this beginning of this episode, have that last fight, and then said, Okay, now the rest of the series is Flag Smashers. And then the next episode is like the big, you know, reunion with the Flag Smashers, how things go down now that Sam is Cap, now that Buggy has finally made his apologies with Witcher Soldier, which I'm assuming he'll do in the next episode to his friend, uh, the old uh, Vietnamese Yori. man, we- Yori, yes. Um, and then we'll see this face-off, but now, because you still make John Walker this big mm. part of it, it's like now that's a third party, and I just don't know how the three of them, because we've already seen the three of them in the same room together, we've seen what happens when the Flag mm. Smashers, John Walker, and Sam and Bucky are all there, so now it's like, is it just gonna happen again the same way? Like, what happens now that's different? Um, like, I, I, I was almost hoping they would kind of just resolve the John Walker stuff, you can always, you know, do what they did with Zemo almost, and like, make him, put him behind bars, and then in a future movie, have him, like, bust out and then he makes the new armor for himself uh spoiler alert for the end i almost wanted them to like kind of say okay this is your story is done now let's focus on the flag smashers because now you have two huge villains flag smashers and and uh john walker that you now have to wrap up stories with and i feel like is there enough room for both of them in this last episode sure um and and we'll we'll see. You know, I, I'm I'm keeping optimistic because these episodes, I think the episodes themselves have been very good. But I think when we're looking at an overall picture, I'm going to start to wonder. You know, is this going to be too rushed of an ending? Because I did kind of feel like Wandavision ending was a tad rushed. Uh, we did talk about it when we when we talked about it, and I just I hope it's not that. But
1: yeah, I I for me, Dale, I predict that John Walker's storyline is also probably going to be wrapped up in the in the last one. You know, I think he's well, it is, yeah. He's going, well, I don't know. We don't know.
0: Like he could be. I'm assuming be, he'll show up at some point. Cause the, that, and, you know, the thing is it was a post-credit scene. And honestly. I mean, I'm, I'm saying, saying like, I like, don't
1: think that his character is going to be extended past this series is oh, what I'm totally. saying. I'm where just, I can yeah. see the Flag Smasher storyline and, and maybe even these characters being kind of flushed out in future projects.
0: Maybe. Yeah. So maybe that won't have an ending. And they'll, yeah. Cause I think you need to really find a conclusion to one of them. Mm. And if you want to conclude both of them, I just don't see how they're going to be able to do that cohesively. Who knows? Um, Like I said, I did like the episode itself. I, I thought it was a great episode. You know, this is almost like episode two on steroids. Like episode two was like really, really what I liked the most about the show, which was diving into those conversations about race and like mm. bringing like a real like human quality to these superheroes and saying like they don't always have the perfect life. Like they do have their own financial struggles and and race issues and stuff like that this was like almost that to a next degree. Like we're really diving into those conversations and we're really looking at what it's like to just see them in their everyday lives, you know, seeing him work on the ship. The first time I watched it, I was like, why are we spending 20 minutes of them just building a ship? Do we need this? And that's where it's like, Oh, you're expanding it from like a movie to a series. So you need some scenes to like make it a little longer. Yeah. Uh, but when I rewatched it, I was like, yeah, like this does make sense. Cause it's showing this character, uh, not development, but just like showing us a different side of the character. Um, yeah. So why don't we dive right in, Kels? Speaking of Alrighty.
1: Boats. So scene 1, we start off right off the bat we are moments after uh John Walker just um publicly killed one of the flag smashers. I think his name was No, I was going to say Nico, but it's not it. Nico fan was boy. the guy fan who fanboy. Fan we um,
0: fanboy. He was a cap fanboy.
1: He was a cap fanboy. Um so Bucky and Sam uh interrogate him they're like this is it man like the jigs up you've got to give us the shield so they have this epic battle um i i pointed out a few quotes from john walker here just because he was just he's the most irritating he's ever been in this episode (laughs) um he said i killed him because i had to he killed lamar And he brings this up a couple times in the episode. And even in that moment, Bucky says he wasn't the one who killed Lamar. Like we all know, the audience knows like it was Carly who, you know, kicked him so hard he went flying into that pillar. So does he actually think that it was him or is he just trying to convince himself that it was him to justify his actions?
0: I had this conversation with another friend too when I watched it the second time because I had the same question. I was like, does he not realize who killed him? Because in you, when you watch yeah. the clip back, Carly kills him, mm-hmm. but does he actually see it? But even then, it's like, I feel like he was just so full of rage that he was going to yeah. kill whoever he could, yeah. whoever was closest to him. So honestly, I don't think it matters to him. I think whether he really knows or not, I think he deep down knows. I, I don't think he necessarily knows who did kill Lamar because he might not have seen Carly be the one to kick him. But I do think he knows that he isn't he knows that he's not positive he like knows Mm -hmm. that it's not definitely carly and i think that enough for him is is like okay i'm just gonna pin it on someone else like he's a well aware enough that like someone killed lamar and he doesn't know for certain who it is uh i i i think even if he does know who it is i think it's like you just want to get vengeance on whoever it doesn't matter who actually did it it's it's let me find a face and just make them the scapegoat uh i do believe deep down that he knows it wasn't him Mm. uh but at this point that makes you look even worse so you're just gonna stick by it and say no it was him it was him and and when he tells the parents that later too that's crushing because you know as an audience member that it's that's not true yeah Uh, but even him it's like maybe he is fully just maybe it's like a pathological liar type thing where he's convinced himself so much that this lie is true so he Mm -hmm. can live with it better yeah Um,
1: totally because i I think he
0: knows obviously what he did was wrong but he's trying to justify it for himself uh yeah crazy stuff
1: another thing that he says a few times throughout the episode is the sentence i am captain america which was just infuriating every single time he said it um john goes to and at some point in the fight john goes to smash sam's head with the shield the same way he just killed that other guy so clearly Mm -hmm. he just has not learned his lesson um then eventually Bucky and Sam t- uh, kind of double team him. They end up breaking his arm to get it off of him, which was super fun to watch. Um, <laughs> super. I love it when they always they include like the bone breaks and you're just like, ooh. And, and
0: you know, like if you really hear a bone break in real life, I don't know if you ever have. I haven't, but like I've seen videos. Don't ask how. I don't look for them. They just come to me. They and find like, you. Like TikTok, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, but I've, I've heard it it's not as as
1: uh, um intense like, i guess graphic. like
0: if you put your ear up to it and maybe like a you know like really lean in, you could hear it like that but like it's not like a it's not like you're stepping on like a tw- yeah it's it's not as you know, like it's yeah. not um and that's just good sound effect design because it works because yeah. it gets you squeamish and that's like that's like no, movie yeah, totally. sounds are never like it's like blood in movies is never yeah. it, it's it's much more like spurty than it really would be in real life. And that's just movie magic, you know?
1: Yep. And by the end of the fight, Bucky uh, ends up picking it up and just kind of throwing it, tossing it at Sam, which I kind of felt was like almost like a little salty. Like, I feel like there was a little yeah. salt behind that at the end. Like, damn, like it's yours. Like have it good. now. I, like keep I, I, don't, you know? I don't
0: think he's really gotten it off his chest yet. And he gets it off his chest later. He's like, that's yeah. the last family he has left. And it's like, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, also, a big moment he rips the wings off
1: oh yeah and that's that's a
0: huge moment because you know that is the death of falcon like this is the episode where falcon dies um and we're gonna see falcon is gonna be reborn obviously with a new character coming up Mm -hmm. um but that's the death of falcon as we know it uh is Mm -hmm. uh, with first with red wing but now with the wings themselves oh yeah Yeah.
1: red wing (laughs) justice for red wing i forgot about him Mm -hmm. Uh, scene two, uh, Sam and Bucky decide to part ways until they get, you know, further information about where Carly's headed, what she's up to, what she's planning mm-hmm. next. Um, Joaquin Torres, like, comes back, uh, his military buddy, um, and tells, you know, he's basically just there to inform the audience that uh, John Walker's basically going to be dealt with by the higher ups. You know, like, Captain America killing an international person in a foreign country is, you know beyond their jurisdiction. So um, it's going to be dealt with with the higher ups, which is good to hear because we know that he's not just going to get like a slap on the wrist that he's going to be punished uh, correctly um, or at least to the best of the u.s government's ability right. and sam ditches his wings he's like yeah you yeah. can keep those i'm done with those yeah
0: so it's like the the first one was the actual uh physical imagery significance of the ring- wings being ripped off and now yep. it's like that verbal like i'm done they're yours yep. which as we know we talked about a little bit in the first episode when we covered it is that joaquin ends up being the new falcon in the comics so he is the new falcon he does. yeah he- This is talked about me. We talked We talked about it. Honestly, Um, yeah, it's fine. Uh, But new New Falcon, yeah, he is the 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 person in the comics who kind of takes the the reins as the New Falcon. Mm. Um, and and so we we've I've been wondering where he's been, but he's finally back. Um, because the last like few episodes were kind of like its own like side mission almost, and and, like we were kind of really separate from the actual action back back home. Um, so yeah, so we see that moment with Joaquin, and it's kind of like. That tease, like, kind of what I said about, um, like, Wanda's kids and kind of about that other kid, uh, Isaiah's grandson. Like, these could be the mm-hmm. next, like, generation of Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I- I'd like to see what happens with those wings. It'll be cool.
1: Totally. So we cut to John Walker dealing with the council of senators who are letting him know that he's being stripped of his title of Captain America. Um he i i call this segment i call this next segment i call this a little ditty called roid rage um Mm. he's you know yelling he's banging on the pedestal he's like can i please just explain to you what happened i don't think you know like the severity of the circumstances and they're like no we know what the circumstances were it still did not they do not justify at all you bashing this guy's head in so publicly um and we find out that he has a betting getting put on our honorable discharge and that he's basically being forced to retire and that he's not going to be receiving any sort of benefits from retirement mm-hmm. that he's just they're like we you need to you need to take a take a minute to yourself. Yeah. And once again, he says he says the words you built me. I am Captain America. And to that, the Senator just replies, not anymore. And as he walks away, he doesn't even let the meeting finish. He just starts exiting the room. And as he's walking out, they say, and please like return this shield to us, like with, with uh, haste. Um, And then we cut to this nice little hallway scene where he says they were with him and his wife and he says they just don't know what it takes to be Captain America. And I just wanted to throw up every time he (laughs) mentioned being Captain America because I was like, boy, homeboy, you never were Captain America. You never had what it took. What do you mean they don't know? You don't know what it takes to be Captain America. I wanted to backhand this fool. So then we hear some boots clicking down the hallway and it's like it was taking so long. I was like, oh, my God, who is it going to be? Who is it going to be for actually for a minute while we were just the camera was just on the boots. The feet looked a little big to me, not to like body shame this actress in any way, shape or form. But the the feet looked pretty big. The boots looked pretty big. I thought that it was totally going to be Zemo. I thought that Zemo was just full on like andro being like androgynous with his clothes and just being like a feminist feminist icon and just like strolling up to John Walker being like, hey, you're not Captain America anymore. Like, join me, and then probably like kill him or something because he's a super soldier, and Zemo hates super soldiers. But it turned out not to be Zemo. We panned up, and it is Miss Julia Louis Dreyfus. Um, she's from classics like Seinfeld, uh, New Adventures of Old Christine, just. Just a comedy queen, Beep! Oh my gosh, Uh, I I forgot to mention Beep.
0: Here, here's the thing: (laughs) when when Marvel said we're gonna do TV, you know, you think, oh, cool. Like, who would the who could be in in like these new Marvel shows? Like, who are some iconic? You know, Tatiana Maslany is playing She Hulk. You know, she's a great television actress, and you know, you have, um, you know, lots of great television actors in WandaVision I never thought that they would get Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Because if you are not a TV person, like I will tell you right now, Kelsey, guess how many, uh, 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 herself, guess how many Emmys she has been nominated for. Oh,
1: jeez. I don't know why, but the number 23 is jumping out at me.
0: You're close. It was 26. And how many do you think she's won?
1: Oh, my God. 26 nominations. I'm going to say she's won. I mean, how many times can you win an Emmy, bro? I'm going to
0: say she's won 13. Uh, 11. But, okay, well, I was still close. Some of those are producing awards for Veep. But here's the thing. Yeah. She was nominated seven times for Seinfeld. She won once for Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. She was nominated uh four, one, two, three, four, five times for New Adventures of Old Christine. She won once for Veep. She was nominated every year for actress and producer that Veep was on.
1: Yeah. So
0: that was uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years in a row. So 14 nominations for that. Of those seven acting nominees, she won six in a row. She won six Emmys for the same category in a row. Wow. Awards like to spread the wealth when it comes to TV shows. It's like, you know, right now, like Shits Creek was the big thing. But, like, yeah. you know, Game of Thrones, the last season's what won all the awards. But usually you don't see, like, the same show winning every single year. Yeah. This she won six of her seven, six years in a row, she got to go up on stage and accept that award. She is literally, if you had one TV legend to say like, this is the TV legend, uh, maybe comedy specific, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. So the fact that they got her for the show is so, so cool. And I was excited to see her. I don't know what her character's deal is. She obviously looks like she's on some bad side, obviously, because she's working with John (laughs) Walker, but she looks like she's trying to recruit. She seems like the Nick Fury of HYDRA. Is what yep. I'm getting, and and yep. you, Kelsey, tell us a little bit more about what you know about her character or what you have heard.
1: Well, I'll give you the deep dive I I did on her. So Please what do. what she tells us from the scene is that she knows John Walker took the serum somehow. Um, she tells him to that she'll she'll be in touch. She'll call him, and she tells him that uh, the shield doesn't really belong to the U.S. government. It's kind of like a gray area, and mm-hmm. she even hands her card. People can't see my um my uh air quotes. Her, she hands her, her card, card yeah. over to the wife and she says, uh he hand, she hands it over to John Walker and he's like, there's nothing even on this. Um to which my ass would have been like Nicholas caging it in uh um National Treasure and like putting lemon juice on it to see if there's <laughs> some kind of invisible ink on it. Um But anyway, she tells us that her name is Valentina Allegra. Well, actually, Contesta Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. But you can call me Val. But don't actually call me Val. Just say it in your head. She's like, she's a queen. She's yeah. one of like, she's a comedy icon for me. She's definitely like a role model. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. I, most I'm nominated- so, I was, was most not-
0: in the world yeah. no
1: literally and this is one of those things where it's like we thought that there weren't going to be any or as many curveballs as WandaVision and there really there haven't been granted but like this is another thing that I had no idea was coming with Falcon no. and Winter
0: Soldier like but this was
1: an amazing surprise
0: we did hear a little bit I don't know if you read the article I think you alluded to it uh off air um yeah she was supposed to uh get her debut in Black Widow is the rumor? so we right were supposed to see her in black widow which now brings us to like the question of oh is it because like the release dates got changed did they add her to this last minute or was she always going to be in here after being in black widow uh are we going to get more black widow or is she going to be like a nick fury where maybe she pops up every now and then in all these different movies and shows and then later on she's got like this team together she's like john walker and whoever from black panther you got, mm. or black widow you got mm-hmm. uh maybe she'll pull someone from loki you know And it might be really interesting to see, like, this anti-Nick Fury in a way. Anti-Avengers. Yeah, uh, because she is Hydra from what I've read a little bit about her. uh, I didn't do a deep dive, but she is, like, Lady Hydra, some people call her, right?
1: And granted, my deep dive is just me Googling um, her (laughs) name and looking at the Marvel fandom and also uh, going back into my... Uh, encyclopedia. Marvel encyclopedia back there so um I looked up uh Valentina Allegra and she all the encyclopedia told me was that she was just a notable member of S.H.I.E.L.D. um and then I looked into Madam Hydra oh, because okay. everyone was so I think that's you know as we know from Winter Soldier S.H.I.E.L.D. was infiltrated by Hydra so that's not that surprising but gotcha. um I looked into Madame Hydra, that name specifically, because that was the name that was getting tossed around with her character. And Madame Hydra was actually, you know, I guess the uh the first Madame Hydra was a character ma- uh, named Elisa Sinclair, who was a witch who could cast illusions and has the power of the sight, basically. Um so she secretly uh, right. So later on, Valentina Allegra, this character, secretly joins Hydra, taking the identity of Madam Hydra. Um, she later and then later on, she ends up betraying Hydra. That's what it said in her her little um, uh, biography that I read online. I didn't go too much into it, but I saw that she was kind of had these ties to Black Widow and that she was, you know, from russia or one of one of those countries so i was immediately like oh my gosh like is this character that we might be seeing again in black widow maybe or anything like that and then i saw on the mcu exchange oh this character was supposed to first show up in black widow but as you know release dates kept getting pushed back um we got her now which was very pleasant i had a great time um
0: again we don't really know much about her from this show alone like what her deal is but it's a nice little tease and i don't think we'll see her in the next episode i think she is literally like a overarching uh villain theme that's what i think
1: okay Uh,
0: maybe we'll see her in the next episode who knows because if they do wrap up john walker in the next episode maybe we'll see her but if they don't um who knows
1: So the next scene, uh, we're back at the refugee camp that has been completely um, infiltrated by the GRC. It's been completely shut down. All the people have been removed. And Carly basically just decides in that moment, the movement is ready. They're not going to stop. Not unless we make them. It's time. So we now know later on in the episode that they're making their big move to NYC, baby. (laughs) So uh, cut to scene six. We see Zemo at what looks like the Sokovia Memorial, which... I didn't realize during last week's episode, but he does give a little dig to uh, Sam and Bucky for not ever visiting the Sokovia Memorial. But but then I thought about it later. I'm like, but Sam and Bucky had nothing to do with Sokovia. They weren't there. So I guess it's just kind of like guilty by association. Like, oh, you're a part of the Avengers. So therefore, this is also like your fault and your problem. I don't know. Interesting. Maybe. So we we see him standing over uh, by this Sokovia memorial, and um, uh, Bucky appears, and he's like, "Oh, I I knew I figured you'd be coming for me," and he advises him he you know he's not even trying to fight but he's just like you know Carly's just gonna keep getting worse so you know the only way you know the only way to end this and he's like yeah well we're gonna go about it a different way and and Zemo's like I had a feeling you'd say something like that (laughs) so then we have this really interesting moment where Bucky threatens Zemo with a gun only to reveal that he's taken out all the bullets so I guess this is kind of like a grow a, a growth moment Almost for Bucky to be like, mm-hmm. look at how much I've changed. Like this isn't who I am anymore. Like had I been who I was before, yes, I would have shot you point blank, and it would have meant nothing to me. But because I'm, I'm growing and I'm changed. Like maybe this was his time to prove to Zemo that, like, look, my slate's clean, dude. Like, I, I'm, I'm take I'm turning you in to the Wakandans to the Dora Milaje, and I'm, and, um, I'm different now. So. Yeah
0: um and i think also for for zemo it was like one of those things where he didn't even flinch when he when he pulled the trigger yeah and it's one of those things i think for zemo of like hey like i'm at this point now where like i know i did a shitty thing but like if you want to kill me I, you know like you you deserve to and he didn't kill him but he didn't flinch also he was yeah. prepared and fully ready to die uh or he trusted him enough that he knew he wouldn't put bullets in it. It's it's one of two ways. I think it might honestly be the second one where like I Zemo has now is now trusting of Bucky and knows you would never actually shoot me. And it's like mm. this kind of like nod of like okay, we respect each other like, to an extent. Uh. Uh, but now we have the part ways.
1: Like we're not so different, you and I, kind of moment.
0: <laughs> right. um, so um, then,
1: before yeah. he goes, though, Zemo does say that he's like, "I took the liberty of crossing my name off of the off of uh, your in your book." And to me, I'm like, "Wow!" I think that Zemo is really the first person to actually sincerely forgive Bucky for what he's he's I, done. I, I think so I too. feel like that was a really important moment for both of them to kind of like carry on. So. Right. Um, and then right before uh, they take him over to the aircraft, uh, Bucky stops. Io. We were saying her name wrong completely last week. I think I was so like nervous about all of the pronunciations last week that I ended up like second guessing myself and doing them all completely wrong. Yeah. Um, I
0: think I said Io, but then you said Ao, so we just rolled with Ao. But
1: yeah, I was wrong because I wanted to get it right so badly. I'm like. Because ever since I heard this quote of Hassan Minaj, he was on Ellen DeGeneres, and she completely butchered his name. And he was like, well, you can pronounce Ansel Elgort right. Like, please say my name right. And ever since I heard that quote, I was, I'm was i always, like, extra mindful. I'm like, you know yeah. what? He's right. We all do take our take the time to say, like, Ansel Elgort correctly. Um, is it Ansel?
0: I've never said it that way. but
1: What is it really, then? Because then I my mean, point is out the window here.
0: I've said Ansel Elgort, but...
1: Oh, it's Ansel then. Great, whatever. I
0: I mean, who cares? He's probably not ever going to work again after what happened last year. Yeah, you're right. He's not a good person,
1: so I don't feel bad for incorrectly (laughs) saying his name. But my point is, is that if we can make our due diligence to say a white man's name correctly, we can also do our due diligence to pronounce peoples of colors names.
0: correctly. Good point. So that we is apologize. My, that is I. Is my we love you. I, I take full responsibility for butchering all these characters. It's okay. Yeah. it um, happens, and, and we do apologize and we're going to do better. You know, I, I will, I will. We Um, you know, it's not just you. It's, it's me too. We're, we're okay. a team. Kells.
1: Thank you. Thank you for, uh, teaming up with me here, Dale. Thanks for taking the fall with me. Which one are um, you, Bucky or Sam? Oh, I'm Bucky for sure. Yeah, probably. I'm Bucky. Uh, I feel like
0: I'm not even Sam, though. I feel like I'm, I'm. I don't even know. Should we
1: say Rocket and Groot?
0: Yeah, which one? Because Groot? I'm
1: for Dylan. I'm Rocket, and you okay, are yeah, Groot. 100%. Are I was you, gonna say, you I'm not Rocket? <laughs> I'm out of the two of us. I am Rocket and Groot. I've never seen a more Rocket and Groot like combination in my life um so right before um io goes bucky stops in and and he's and stops her and she's like i i'm gonna call in one more favor right before you go um so then we cut to a scene with sam uh visiting isaiah bradley he takes the shield to him um they have this beautiful beautiful conversation about race and what it feels like to be a black man in america and just like all these like really really heavy topics and and i'm so glad that this show is just so like upfront about it and i agree and you know really not shying away from taught like having these Mm hard-hitting conversations it's important we talked about
0: yeah, we talked about episode two being that but now seeing this that even makes episode two seem like it's shying away a little bit like this was like full-on like for marvel themselves to write a character who is fully like a hero but also willing to acknowledge that like there's problems with the Avengers and just how society perceives superheroes and for us to agree with both. Cause like we can still love Steve Rogers, but still like hate what some of, uh, you know, Captain America stands for to a specific group of people. Like I love how Marvel is really making the characters so empathetic to where we can see all sides of certain scenarios uh, where there is no right or wrong. And there's really, you know, you have to take into account everyone's own personal experience. I, I think it's really, really well done.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, Isaiah Bradley basically just takes, uh, takes Sam through his whole experience with being, you know, kind of created into this Captain America that like America didn't even really Mm -hmm. want. Um, so he tells him that, you know, the, all the soldiers told that they were getting treated for tetanus. That's the shot that they were getting. They didn't even know that they were getting the serum, um, Bradley, um, upon hearing that all of these soldiers were in trouble and they were captured, uh, carried out a, a rescue mission, same as Steve did. But as soon as he came back, like he was imprisoned, he wasn't rewarded. He, there was right. no big like applause for him or anything. He was, um, you know, imprisoned and while being in prison, they experimented on him. So one of one nurse kind of like, you know, gave him mercy with his situation and uh declare, legally declared him dead even though he's very much alive just so no one else would kind of mess with him and um and so no one else will go after him you know so he's he's dead to the world and he says um he says this line to sam um they will never let a black man be captain america and no self-respecting black man would want to be and I think it, that's an important line that needs to be said. That's an important line for Sam to hear. That's an important line for um, audiences to hear. It was just mm-hmm. like it was so because, oh, uh, it was just so so. Like the amount of times I got emotional in this episode, Dill. Like, oh my god, like I'm 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 crying because it's it's yeah. just so great that like oh, these conversations are are being had. You know. Yeah. So Sam, you know, upon taking in that everything um, Isaiah had to tell him and and hearing Isaiah's story, he kind of takes it all in, and he's like, "I just got to go home. I got to go home and be with my family, be with my people, and and kind of like reevaluate myself here." You know. So, in scene eight, we we're back in New Orleans, and he. Gathers, um, kind of like the whole neighborhood to help him fix his parents' boat. Right. Uh, we see Bucky shows up with a package from Wakanda, so we know what that favor was that he asked of. Um, we'll get there a little Io. later, too. Speculation wise, yes, we will. I saw that and I was really like, my dumbass. I literally saw that and I was like, oh, cool. Like, he brought him like tools to like fix the boat. <laughs>
0: <That is laughs> Imagine not- though. Honestly, that whole twenty minutes of just scrubbing a boat would have been cha- uh, totally totally um, shortened if they had just said, "Hey, can you like send a few of your best scientists to like make some vibranium for this boat?" And yeah, totally. Build our boat because imagine a boat with vibranium—you'd never need to fix it again. You kn- yeah, You could have exactly. that boat for four hundred years.
1: No, literally.
0: Um, that, yeah, like vibranium paint—like you could do so much with vibranium. I, I, I would build a whole new boat from scratch. <laughs>
1: Oh, if only it existed in real life, Dill. If only. Uh, One of my favorite moments in the episode was Bucky and Sarah exchanging some very Mm -hmm. flirty energy. Uh, Some people speculated that it wasn't 100% flirty because some people made a callback to Civil War where Bucky does mention that uh, Steve's mom's name was also Sarah. So maybe he was saying Mm. it's like, ooh, Sarah, like you look good. But also like, oh, Sarah. As in like Steve's mom, Sarah, ah, the good old days, you know, like one of those like warm, heartwarming things. Um, And then Bucky offers to help build the boat. Um, Then we cut to John Walker visiting Lamar's parents, where he basically tells him like, yeah, I took down Lamar's killer. You can have peace with that, where we're all thinking, "Um, no, dude, you killed an innocent guy and you're lying to the right. poor victim's family now and you're just a piece of shit i'll say it yeah here.
0: yeah and, and especially when when the dad asks he's like and this man you killed was the one who killed lamar like yeah i was waiting for him to like say no or like mm. in his brain at least but he didn't even flinch he just no. said yes and it was like oh uh, it, it just hurts because now that man that poor man is thinking i got justice for the guy who killed my son and it's like yeah. and even him i feel like there was a part of him that's like did you really have to kill him but then he's like all right are you sure this is the guy and it's to know that it's not even the guy it just feels it feels like he was cheated and and that sucks yeah um because no one i mean no one should have died for that um it yeah. was a, you know it honestly was a mistake i don't think carly knew how hard he was she was kicking him and you know he was the only one there besides sam who didn't have the Wakanda serum wakandan the super soldier serum in him I, i'm just they, they definitely have some sort of vibranium serum out there you know what i mean oh my uh, god kidding, like I'm wolverine
1: kidding. like getting metal injected into your right. veins like oh that um, would hurt man yeah
0: but uh huh, teaser for a few weeks um but yeah like that's ha What <laughs> x-men um yeah but like I, I just i i would have you know um uh, it, it, no one should have died for that obviously there should be consequences but yeah the fact that he killed someone who didn't even kill lamar and then the lie straight up to his parents about it i mean like i thought it took guts to even go and visit the parents mm. uh but you know you i mean know, it's Walker, your
1: it's like one of, it's like your you know your good true. friend's parents like you're not true. gonna not see them. i mean right. we but all like,
0: go out of their way to like visit and then tell them right got justice no, the yeah. son. it's like oh definitely you dick you asshole
1: yeah leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Yep. So then we cut back to Bucky, uh he's, you know, stayed the night at uh Sam and Sarah's house. Um and I made a note of this just because I thought that it was just so darn cute. Um Bucky still wears his dog tags from 1940s. I don't know if you noticed him wearing them uh during the scene and I did and I was I like, have
0: a little I have a little tidbit of information for you. That is might it make easy- you cry.
1: <sighs> Does he wear um, Steve's too?
0: Well, Bucky's, uh, it's assumed because when he's a Winter Soldier, he doesn't wear them. So a Hydra must have stripped him of his dog tags when they took control of him and mm. made him the Winter Soldier. So those are Steve's dog tags.
1: Oh, I'm going to cry again. And he wakes oh.
0: up with them on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're Steve's dog tags. So. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. I'm crying. I'm crying. okay. It's okay. Um, so then this is a, a uh, the next moment I've called shield practice. Um, mm. Bucky and Steve didn't know uh, what it meant for. Oh, okay. So then Bucky and Sam finally have this deep ass conversation that they've been meaning to have this whole series. You know, they're they've come to terms with what, with who they are and, and what they have to do and what has to be done next. And Bucky straight up tells Sam, like, we just did not know what the, like the way of what this was going to mean to giving this shield to a black man. Like we just didn't. And, and how could we, how could we, re, you know, relate to your experience and know what you've gone through and, and what this would mean for you and, and America and, and everything. Um and you know this is the moment where bucky also reveals that the shield is the closest thing that he's he has to a family anymore because steve mm-hmm. steve's they say steve's gone i still don't know if that means steve's dead have, in the
0: dirt i or have three questions I have, I have three questions we can save to the end that are like pressing questions that i have okay. that's one of them so let's save it to the end because i have three speculation questions right. that i still am just not sure about so we'll save that to the end but um, yeah, the whole family line that, that really hurt me because I was yeah. like, "Oh man, yeah."
1: Um, and. Then uh, Sam just gives him some like very like healthy advice with like how to go about his winter soldier thing. He's like you want to get out of this, like actually put in the work, like don't just go around making your amends with people because you think it'll make you feel better. Like you have to like go and like actually want to like give these people closure because at this point you're probably the only person who could. And and right away I was like Yori, Yori's coming back in the yeah. next episode. They're going to have the hard hitting conversation
0: about his son. If he it's- doesn't like then that- whole first episode like why did you even make it such a big point you know
1: no he will i mean he will he has to we 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 know it's leading into that yeah. and to this i would just like to say love this deep conversation between two men let's all normalize men talking about their feelings i feel like this was also an important scene for audiences to watch because they were really just having this heart to heart and i feel like that's not something that's normal normalized in in culture and and you know it's yeah. it's also part of like the problem with the patriarchy is that men don't get to have feelings or be emotional or you know share their feelings and i thought that this was this was great for all the male audience members to observe um So then we have this Sam and Sarah scene with the boat where they finally decide, Sarah gives in. She's like, we can't. They, Sam's about to paint over their parents' names. And she's like, we can't. We can't sell the boat. I know it's financially irresponsible, We, but we have to keep the boat. This is our parents' legacy. We need to keep it. And they have this really deep conversation. He's like telling, Sam's talking to her about all the things that he talked about with Isaiah, with, you know, what he wants to do next and who he wants to be. And Sarah just has this great line where she says, there's a fight, there's a fight out there and there's our fight here. And you've been taking them on. You can, you've been taking them both on. And I, I've watched this. I watched this episode twice, both times during this uh, scene. I cried. I just cried (laughs) because I'm like, it's just so important for this to be talked about and addressed. And, um normalized you know
0: yeah the first time i watched it it was like why did they spend 20 minutes fixing a boat for them only to be like yeah we're not going to sell it and i that was my the like intellectual okay. side kind of that was my intellectual side going what but then the second time okay. i watched it i was like no like that that whole moment of them fixing the boat is for them to like almost like you know still put the work in but then like at the end it doesn't it's not about the destination it's about the journey kind of thing or like they fix up the boat and now they're at this this conclusion they don't even need to sell it because they you know it means so much to them and they have this conversation and and i really i agree with you the conversation was great i mean all the sarah moments i i first time i watched them i'm always like why why is this like just Mm. proceed with the action but you need these moments to really ground your characters and to give them personality and and well-roundedness which i think is important in all these shows because most of these things are only two three hours long you know we this is the first time second time we've gotten into a long form series in this universe uh so it's nice to really uh take the time and focus on those things because the first up a few episodes were rushed but now it seems like they're really taking their times to really soak up all that good con you know stuff
1: yeah character development yes um yeah and this moment and this conversation is really important because sarah is basically the person who talks him in into taking up the mantle of being captain america really because it we just you know the last thing sam heard the last piece of advice sam was given was no self-respecting black man would take this mm-hmm. job and with sarah she was like really you're gonna let this guy get into your head and tell you like who you're supposed to be like don't don't listen like you know do do what you think is right do what you want to do and so now we cue the sam becoming captain america montage to which i just wrote i'm i'm emotional that's literally in my notes uh, this verbatim. is my favorite
0: this is my favorite scene of the whole show because <laughs> the montage this is I love a good montage. Mm -hmm. I especially love a good training montage because it just fills you like Incredibles and Rocky. Like those two montages, like I can't be topped. But this was like getting there. You know, this was like Bob Parr pulling the train. You know, this was like up there. Yeah. And it was just so cool to just see him like train because you got to remember he doesn't have the serum. And for him to, st- like, be oh, able yeah. to now, like, get yeah. on that level and not yep. have the serum and now not have the wings either. It's like you were relying solely on your strength. And now you are finally, you know, like, I want to see him take on Cap in a running race now, you know. But, well, he's <laughs> Cap. Your, I want to see him take Steve on in a running race.
1: Uh, yeah. Not old left. Steve,
0: but, yeah. <laughs>
1: no. He would <laughs> smoke. <laughs> Steve, old Steve would eat his dust. <laughs> i think
0: don't um, say dust oh too soon oh
1: and i just watched <laughs> Infinity
0: war and yeah, yeah, Endgame. I know you did. yeah you've been uh, watching you've been watching heavy hitters lately well,
1: to be fair my mother has been wanting to watch wandavision so bad and i'm like mom in order to watch wandavision you have to watch all of them so i went back and i watched all three uh, all three what all 23 <laughs> movies with my mom uh so that's why Infinity War and, and Endgame are, are fresh right. on the brain. Yeah. And my favorite part montage, Yeah, and my favorite part of it all was right at the end when his young nephew just like they have this they share this great moment where he just he literally and metaphorically looks up to Sam as he's training to be the next Captain America and I was like, "Oh my god, this is Shattering my heart in such good ways because we're we we're gonna do it. We we got the next Captain America, and he's and and he's gonna be great. This was always his character's arc, and I'm so excited for Sam, and I'm so excited um, for this next chapter in the MCU. I'm just so so excited. Um, last scene. So actually, I skipped a scene because I'm just realizing right now the
0: Car- Carly scene.
1: No, 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 no. Oh,
0: I that's later. Sorry.
1: No, that's the last scene that I'm going to address right now. In between John Walker visiting um Lamar's parents and uh, Bucky waking up at in uh, at Sam's house, Sharon has a very quick scene where right. she's where she makes a call and she just says, I have a job for you. And um we hear on the other side of the phone it is a French man, someone with a very thick French accent. He's even speaking French. And I would just like to point out, I don't know how true this is, but I heard once um, a very long time ago that apparently Apple, you're allowed to use Apple products in TV shows and movies as long as the villains are not using Apple products. So yep. this kind of spoils, you know, future things for you moving on if you didn't know that yeah. now you do again i don't know how true this is but well sharon's not using an apple phone. i would just like to point out that was my next point thank you for yeah. stealing my thunder dylan i'm
0: sorry i was making the observation that the sharon
1: dots. is very much not using an iphone in the scene and it's very mm. much some sort of weird samsung uh, android whatever so i don't know what that says about sharon
0: but it's interesting apple come on where what Okay. And I
1: don't know who let that cat out of the bag because now that we all know that, it's like now we just have to like look. Because I remember seeing a video about like Knives Out and like all the family members. If Okay, well, I don't want to spoil Knives Out. Well, but
0: the killer is using a non-iPhone. The,
1: yeah, so most of the family members are using iPhones throughout the film and then the one person who actually is the killer is not using an iPhone. And that's really the only like like evidence that i have to back up this theory i i don't know in any other examples for movies and tv shows so again don't know how true this is
0: you know what this means that movies can now stop doing that whole oh it was this person all along it's good for some you know agatha all along is obviously great but like (laughs) disney has been doing that so much frozen sorry if i'm spoiling these movies for y'all frozen big hero six zootopia I mean, how Wreck It Ralph breaks the internet, I think, even has it, right? Oh, Wreck It Ralph has it. Yeah, King Candy. I'm trying to think. There are so many, Ralph breaks the internet does not. But anyway, there's so many movies where there's a villain who is a hero. And then it's like, oh, spoiler alert, I was behind it all along. And it's Mm. like, oh, I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of it to this point where I'm like, you know what? Good. Give every character a fucking phone then, because I'm done with this trope. Let's let's go back to the old way where like the movie opens and it's Scar licking his fingers and squashing <laughs> the mouse, and 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 Scar sitting there on Pride Rock being like I'm gonna kill Mufasa, and it's like great, you're the villain, I yeah. didn't get behind that. Or like, you know, like, why can't we go back to that? Like, there's something so beautiful about that. Like, uh, um, I'm trying sure. to think of Marvel movies. A lot of Marvel movies do the reveal thing, and it's like, eh, you know, I, I mean, obviously the comics, you kind of know. Um, but like Obadiah Stain, it was like you didn't see that coming. And like, you know, there are some villains it works for, but then it gets a little tired. You know, Captain Marvel, it was like, oh, of course, or, or the guy who trained her is the villain. Oh, like Oh, yeah. I'm well, like, oh. she
1: was trained, she was getting trained as t- like working with the villain side. I actually thought that yeah. her excuse yeah, me. True, I actually true. thought that her origin story was pretty original in the yeah. sense where she you know, started off, like, as a member of, like, the wrong side, not even, like, realizing it, because she was brainwashed, you know?
0: I'll be honest, like, I didn't really have a huge problem with that one. I'm just I'm just trying to think of examples. The, the biggest oh, yeah, ones totally. I can think of, though, that work, are the ones where if you're gonna have someone who is a hero turn as a villain, do it at the very, very end for the next movie. It happens with Spider-Man 2, when uh, Harry is in green goblin's lab and he finally sees the mask and then he's like oh i'm gonna kill spider-man and that's when you're like oh he's gonna be the villain for the next movie so Mm -hmm. then when the next movie comes it's not this whole big oh my god harry betrayed him it's oh okay so harry's now the villain uh same with dr strange mordo Mm -hmm. at the end says no more Mm -hmm. sorcerers okay great so now we know he's a villain but now it's like he's the villain for the next movie so now the next movie we don't have to get this whole big reveal that he's been the villain all along we can just dive into it where he's the villain and i think that's so much more effective is knowing who your protagonist and antagonist are it works to an extent but when it's been done repeatedly to death it's like so the fact that like sharon is kind of a bad person like we saw it coming a little bit i think um maybe but it's 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 like one of those things where i'm like uh can we can we kind of stay away from the whole oh it was me all along agatha works too because you know it's a sitcom and you've got like this whole like big reveal song and like some reveals work well but some are just like so tired at this point that's my Jordan. rant i'm sorry uh get out is an example of a good one uh, i don't know i have to look at the phones in that movie now but um, I don't oh, think like anyone. I don't think anyone uses an iPhone though, because I think Jordan Peele is smart enough to know I don't want the audience knowing who's good and who's bad. Because right. also in that movie, Chris, even though he's your protagonist and my protagonist, your and mine, like and the yeah. audience's protagonist, to the rest of them in the movie, he mm-hmm. is the, the the one they are trying to like manipulate because he's the evil within them. So maybe that's mm. also a symbolism. I don't. This phone thing changes so much, Kels. Thank you for enlightening me um i hope this now makes studios either a rethink their phone usage in mm. movies or b uh get rid of the whole villain reveal thing because i just I, i'm done with it
1: we'll see i i hear you Dale. i hear you <laughs> to be fair i will i was very surprised with hans hans really threw me for a loop the first but time that i was ever like, watched frozen
0: yeah but that was the first in a slew of other ones like i think before. rick ralph was right before it but like that was like okay that was good but also because like there are no phones like no one could have known but like right <laughs> but then like you do it again 2 years later in big hero 6 or in the next year in big hero 6 and then you do it the next year in what movie came out zootopia like Uh, I was just like, now every time I watch a Disney movie, I'm like, okay, who's the film gonna be? Let's pick it out in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I was like, is it gonna be that guy? Then when it's not, I'm like, oh, so it's that guy. A murder mystery, fine. That's the goal is for you to guess who the killer is. I'm fine with that. Knives Out for sure. But like, yeah, in a Disney movie, I'm like, I want to know who. If I'm in Disney World and I walk up to that person, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna meet a bad guy. Give me an autograph. Let me take your picture. I don't want to be like, oh, you were like good and then you betrayed us in the last yeah, sure. Like you know, followed a cliche. Anyway. That's the end of my rant. People are going to (laughs) be mad. Sorry. It's
1: okay. Listen. (laughs) Last scene so the reason why I needed to bring up this scene was a, just to talk about Sharon a little bit, but also because this French man who I'm speculating was on the other uh, end of Sharon's phone call shows up to supply Carly and the flag smasher with a crate of weapons. According to
0: the subtitles, it was the same guy. Yes. So, okay,
1: great. Mm -hmm. So I don't even watch it with subtitles. So I'm just using my noodle and, i'm I'm on it i'm on it i
0: watch it with subtitles because this ear is not this is my right ear on the video it looks left but my right ear is not so good so i need those subtitles so i'm glad i could read it for you (laughs) kels to answer that question
1: thank you thank you for confirming so and the same character who's kind of been almost trying to be carly's moral compass dovich um i think that's how you pronounce it here i go with the pronunciations again um her australian uh friend uh is just not with it. He's like, "What are we? We're doing arms deal with criminals now." And she's like, "Haven't you heard? We are criminals." And he's mm-hmm. like, "Listen, I." She under- was
0: getting a little carried away with the like uh, uh confidence. I'd say, yeah. like, she was really rolling. She was like, "All right, like, let's let's go." Like, and yeah, I was like, "Whoa, slow down, girl." Um no, Yeah, totally. I, I will say also, the French guy is the guy from the first episode that we see that that Yes, same, from the Laf, yes.
1: which yes. I remember. It was
0: also in Winter Soldier against Steve. So.
1: Yeah, yes, you're. Kelsey, we talked about it the first episode. No, I know. I'm just remembering. I'm remembering everything. I'm. I'm not. Listen, I'm. My life's been busy. Okay, I'm doing. I'm doing the best again.
0: No, we're doing great. You're doing great, Kelsey. Thank you.
1: Um so yes and then Carly activates the app and then we see all of these people gathered around them we do uh see that they're in New York City at this point and a group of people ra- surrounded them have come to join the cause or or whatever they're planning next um we zoom in at one guy in the crowd who um you know, seems to just be like another bystander. But then we know that the next step is to, us uh, she said- Incredibles
0: that- 2. Incredibles 2 was the other villain reveal I was thinking of. Sorry, go ahead. Keep going. I was, it was, it was in my brain. i sorry. I had to get it out. It was, it was in my brain okay. for the past five minutes. Like, who is that? Oh, it's a screen slaver. Got it. Okay. Keep going.
1: I understand. Okay. Anyway, so back to the Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> last, like, I'm literally on the last five minutes. Yep. Um... Right. So Carly, you know, beckons her army of flag smashers to come. She says that the next step is stopping the GRC vote from happening. So I guess they're taking a big, big vote on what they're going to do with all the displaced people who flipped back from the five years. Um, And they said, we're going to stop it from happening. So we see one of the guys in the crowd who was on the app is actually posing as some sort of security guard um, in the GRC headquarters in New York. And he goes up to someone, he says their slogan, one world, one people, and all the lights shut off that they start, you know, flashing red, and we cut and Uh, we cut to sam who knows exactly where he has to go knows exactly what he has to do he opens up that briefcase and i'm thinking suit suit show us the
0: suit show
1: us the suit it's the suit show us the suit don't be shy show us the suit and then cuts to black
0: have you ever seen the movie seven
1: um no with brad
0: pitt you are gonna watch that this week And uh, just because it's amazing. And there's a famous scene at the end, though. You know, it's a famous line. I will not say anything more about the scene because it's going to be a surprise for you. But it's what's in the box. That's what I was screaming at my TV this whole time because I was like. Yeah. But now yep, yep, now yep. thinking about it I was like Wakanda and I was like the whole there was a whole 5 minutes of of uh, Black Panther where Shuri showing T'Challa all the suits and how cool they are and how like each one has its own prop. I was like it's definitely a suit. It's got to be. And some people are saying it's just, some people are saying it's a new pair of wings. And
1: uh, well, I think I mean, the wings are with the suit.
0: I okay. So I have three questions about about speculation. Oh, there's also the the John Walker scene. Well, let just me
1: just yeah, So let me just get sorry. to the end credit scene sorry, real quick. Sorry, we, sorry, sorry. There was an end credit scene if you missed it. I certainly did. The I I didn't miss it. The only reason why I watched it was because I just so happened to let the credits play, but <laughs> usually I I just kind of like Dill usually texts me when there's an end credit scene, but this time he didn't.
0: Cuz you texted me.
1: Yeah, luckily I texted you because I was on it. Um wh-
0: Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry, just you know,
1: I was just expecting a text.
0: the so Next time when you text me, I'll, I'll also text you back to let you know that there's a credit scene, even though you've told me that there was a credit scene. Sorry. <laughs>
1: well, usually you get like you you watch it at three a.m. So I was expecting yeah, a text at like you know wa- four
0: a.m. from you. Granted, okay, granted, Wandavision was over by three thirty. Whereas here it's like four a.m. when it ends. So I'm like, I'm too tired. La- Wandavision was easy. I was like, oh, it's three twenty. Okay end credit scene Uh, boners putting monica in like in in a dungeon um but now (laughs) but now it's like oh it's 4 a.m i gotta go to bed not uh, it's not the first thing on my mind but now going forward the first thing i will do from now on for this and for loki and any other show where there's an end credit scene i will make sure before the show even starts i will go to the end (laughs) okay you don't (laughs) have to spoil the episode for you well okay but I will make sure I tell you. Thank you. I appreciate that. At 4 a.m.
1: So it's just John Walker making himself his cute little Captain America's shield. He's hard to work making it with his construction paper and his Elmer's glue. And he's just gonna go be
0: Captain America. It's annoying, but it's some good it, for like this is like between like regular suit and like cosplay. Like this is a step above cosplay. Like it looked pretty good. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but it, it's gonna be made out of like what aluminum? Like, oh, come no, on. he's
0: he doesn't stand a fucking chance. But, um, <laughs> like honestly, I could see him. Honestly, I'm worried that they're not gonna be able to wrap everything up at once. But like, I'm wondering if he'll just storm in there and be like, "I'm back, bitches!" And then boom, <laughs> Sam just takes him out Knocks and like him out. that's it, and he's done. Uh, so that's the end of the episode. I have three yep. questions that are looming. Like mommy, one, what's in the box? So, my so, theory next question: We know it's a suit, but the question is the wings. He gave okay. the, in my opinion, though tearing off the wings and then telling Joaquin, keep them, they're yours, to me was him saying, I'm done with the Falcon. And now the end was like, now I'm going to be Captain America and like, this is going to be my suit. Whether or not the suit also has wings and he's Captain America, Captain Falcon America or something, like that could be cool. I have not read leaks. I know there are leaks out there because a toy apparently was, it was, uh, approved at target and like uh, the picture went up because people can check now because if if merchandise is hitting target in a few weeks they need to start prepping now so there are merchandise spoilers out there that i have not looked at so i don't know what the suit looks like but the suit is out there oh um, i've seen it then so it has wings
1: <laughs> well that's not what i said i just said i've seen it
0: you've seen the suit
1: i've seen the suit i've seen right, the get up well,
0: all right. So I, I'm going to keep saying I don't think there will be wings, but if they're wings, great. But I mean, okay. I think the wings was like, hey, we're passing it on to Joaquin. So you cannot answer this. What, what's in the suit? Because yeah, I mean, we know it's a suit, but you will not tell us any details. We'll find out next week. Okay. Uh, the second question, Zemo, is he done? Is that it for Zemo?
1: I really hope not.
0: I love I mean, him. <laughs> maybe not in the MCU, but do you think that's it for this series?
1: Oh, yeah. I think for the series, for sure. MCU, so I really, I think that I love the idea of an imprison, of imprisoning him because that means there's always the possibility that he can come back, you
0: know? But it's like, I felt like he was meant, I think he was hyped up to be a bigger deal than he actually was in this series. And like, there was a good moment. It was mm. more for him and Bucky's characters, but I feel like him himself, like, yeah, he got them the Flag Smashers, but because John Walker fucked it up anyway, it's like, how much do they actually need Zemo? If we're ending up... Because here's the thing. Go ahead, Kelsey. Well,
1: I was going to say, well, without Zemo, they never would have went to Madripoor. And they would never have encountered Sharon Carter. So I think that he did play a vital role more than you think.
0: He did, but if... The, okay, here's the thing. At this episode, Sam has the shield. And... I mean, Sam has the shield. And the Flag Smashers are still out there. And John Walker is still has a shield of some sort we're basically back where we started in episode one, in my opinion, where like there's a bad Captain America. Sam has now got the shield. And I get like, we needed these episodes to like get Sam to a mental place to be ready for the shield. But it's like that whole side mission, it was vital for the storytelling, but in Mm -hmm. terms of like actually getting anything done, I don't think they really got it much done with their mission. You know what I mean? It was more for a character thing than like, like, they didn't stop the flag smashers. They did not stop John Walker completely. And you know Sharon is working for bad people like I really think like Zemo helped them get to where they needed to be but they didn't get there and gold finished so it's almost like Zemo I feel like th- I, I wish there was a little bit more for Zemo to do in this sure. last battle or something I wish they had taken him away maybe after this next episode because now I'm like oh like Zemo like led them to the right places but then they didn't get what they needed done and now they're just gonna send him away it's like oh mm-hmm. I felt robbed
1: Listen, I think that it was more for co- for character development rather yeah. than plot development, Zemo's addition into all of this. Mm-hmm. Because eventually, you know, Zemo is still a name on Bucky's list. So Bucky was going to have to encounter him eventually. You know, it right. just so happened where yeah. he was like, you know what, like, he's a good starting b- ground because he knows all about super soldiers. He knows all about Hydra. So he'll know where, like, you mm-hmm. know, if yeah. where... More serum could be coming from, you know. Yeah, I'm
0: not. I'm not opposed to like these. La- these last few episodes kind of getting us back to where we started because I think we needed these three episodes for Sam to finally. But come I to don't come think
1: we're back where we started though because we, they, Bucky and Sam have gone through tremendous character development. I know. I'm
0: saying though, just like where they are and and like how far along like they physically, are physically,
1: their... just like physically where like, they like are.
0: Like Sam is back home with the shield where he was in the first episode, and they still have. They still have to get to the flag. Smash Like they're still, they have not really taken care of anything besides the actual internal growth, which I think is important. Mm -hmm. I I like that. I think we needed those last three episodes to really grow them as characters, but it just sucks that like Zemo in the end, kind of like he led them to the right places, but it was like, they didn't really accomplish anything. Like Carly's still out there. John Walker's still out there. I'm not saying anything negative about the last three episodes. Like I I think it was vital and it was extremely important in their character development, like getting Sam to come to terms with him being ready to hold the shield 100 percent Um, but it's just interesting how like we're we're back now to square one where he has a shield, but there is that extra now motivation, and now he's like ready for the shield, which is yeah. really important. Uh so we think Zemo's not coming back at all for this. Well, for season. me,
1: Dale, I hear what you're saying, but for me on the other side of it, it's like what would his character serve at this point in this last episode we know that it's leading up into a big battle scene at the gcr in new york city um i'm gonna write down something quickly that i want to bring up before i forget yeah um we know that it's leading up to this epic battle scene we know john walker is gonna come in you know with his knockoff (laughs) shield swinging like what else could Zemo do for them? True. Because the entire team up between the, the two of them and Zemo, we knew it was going to end in him either stabbing them in the back and fleeing off to freedom or uh, them turning him in. And that's, that's how it went down. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, yeah, I guess I just almost,
0: I guess I almost wanted him to like still be there at the end and have him and the Wakandans almost like fight together with Sam and Bucky. And then, Okay. You know, Zemo Zemo either die a heroic death and like pre- redeem himself or after okay. that then, then go with the Wakandans because it was just like oh, there's still one last epic battle and it's like Zemo has been such an important part of this series that I'm like that's it and I'm wondering if maybe they will find a way to bring him back in this last episode but I guess probably not my guess is probably not um, I know yours is probably not um, did you want to say your, your thing that you wrote down?
1: Well what's your last question?
0: Alright so my third question is Steve and that is okay. what we alluded to earlier. They have still not confirmed if he is dead or not. And and I know the Steve we knew is dead because he went away and now it's an older Steve, but they have not necessarily confirmed that he is dead. I know a lot of people are like, Oh, that's your answer. He's dead. They say gone.
1: Mm-hmm. And gone
0: can mean a lot of things. Like I I, I don't want to get dark, but like a lot of people who suffer from like Uh, such severe memory loss where they can't even remember like details about their life and the people around them a lot of people say like they were gone before they passed and like uh you know it it seems like one of those scenarios too where i feel like they are in an acknowledgement that like the steve we know is gone like steve is gone you know steve is gone we have like steve rogers old steve rogers still is alive but like steve is gone like our steve is gone okay um and that's what i've still been interpreting it as because i just feel like marvel wouldn't be i feel like wa- marvel would be more direct if it actually was the case where he died or it was alive like i just feel like they'd be more direct so i'm a little I, a lot of people are saying it's confirmed steve rogers is dead but i'm like i don't know because they keep saying gone but like if, if bucky was like well steve's dead or sam even said steve's dead then i'd be like great but like the thing is they haven't said dead which makes me think gone could be just the steve they knew and that we knew is gone but maybe mm-hmm. old steve's still out there i don't know i really don't
1: I feel like Steve being dead would have been a much bigger deal for these two characters to have gone through for us not to have seen it. You know, I feel like for that to happen off screen is doing an injustice to the audience who would have wanted to come to the terms with Steve's death as well and these two characters. You know, they don't need to
0: show. They don't need to show him dying. Oh no, no, no! Just like some funeral
1: shots. You know, something that or they
0: did it with Peggy.
1: Exactly. some Something very simple where it's just like, whoa, I keep hitting my pop socket. Okay.
0: Um, um, it's just weird because I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, that's it. That's confirmed. He's dead. I'm like, I no, just, I, no, I don't
1: think it is, but I don't understand why they're keeping it so open ended because it's not like Chris Evans is ever coming back as old Steve. In well, some my, way. my
0: question is maybe before they got off the endgame set, they went and shot a scene with the three of them for this show because he's not filming anymore but maybe they were like hey do you mind doing and like it would be the best kept secret in the mcu if he did film a scene for this and then that is like him dying is the end of like him so they take care of the flag smashers and or john walker and then steve passes knowing sam has the shield that would be like my ending if i could create one is like we've taken care of john walker I I think what the thing is that would have to happen is Carly would have to like call the whole thing off and like, come be fine. Whatever. John Walker can die or go behind bars. doesn't matter. Then I I would end the show with Sam basically talking with old cap on his deathbed and him being like, I knew you, you take this shield and whatever, you know, that would be how I would end it. But again, like a lot of people are saying like, that's it. It's confirmed. But I just, I can't accept that quite yet. And it's not because I want mm-hmm. him to be alive or dead. Like, you know, it's a character, you know, but it's like I at the same time, I'm like, I, I just need closure. You know? Yeah,
1: I definitely think that that's exactly what I was going to say. I think that they would give audiences and Sam and Bucky closure on screen, on camera, if mm-hmm. Steve were dead.
0: And I think honestly, they're telling the world he's dead because I think he doesn't want to be bothered as an old guy Mm -hmm. And I don't think they want to, like, tell people that there's another version out there that exists and he's older that survived the iceberg. Because as we know, like, Joaquin, the way he talks about it, he's like, I bet he's still alive and out on, like, the moon somewhere. Yeah,
1: there's even at the first episode, people in the show are speculating
0: what happened to him. I really think there might be something left there. That's all. Uh, you think, I, old, I think your,
1: old Grandpa Cap is making an appearance in the last maybe episode? Maybe not
0: a return, but they I think they will address that he is either still alive in some capacity, or they will announce that he is now dying, or they will say when he died or he is dead to give us that closure. Because if they don't, I, I just don't see them not doing it in the next episode. And if this yeah. was their way, I think it was a little too vague. Because yeah. it just seems like saying the words gone and dead, I think, are two separate things. Like I said... If you have like someone in your family, like someone in your family who's very, very sick to the point of like not remembering you, like a part of them is gone. You know, they are not dead, but a part of them is gone. I feel like it's the same way where it's like a part of him is gone because this is not the same Steve, but him himself is not dead. He's just gone. I don't know. So that was my third question. So I I think we're in agreement of all of them. The box is a suit. Uh, Zemo is not going to be making a return this season. Um, I'm thinking not again in the MCU, but you think there's still room. And uh, Steve is um, still alive until confirmed otherwise.
1: (laughs) Alive until proven dead.
0: Proven, okay. (laughs) Okay. So How one, can we prove it?
1: <laughs> one quick thing. I honestly think that it could be something very simple. Even if they like zoom, like one of the last shots of the last episode is like, just to zoom in on like Sam's desk or like Sam's dresser, and there's like a little one of those cards that you get at funerals where it's like a picture of them and it's like born this day, died this day. Well, you know? they also
0: they also wouldn't have a big funeral though, probably for old Steve, because that's like an Avengers secret that he lived out his life with Peggy.
1: Yeah, that's also Cause, true. Because I think they're because I, I think that. what
0: where what Joaquin's coming from is that young Steve, after Avengers, went off somewhere, mm. is is gone somewhere. And like they all think young Steve is camping out somewhere. So they don't even know he's old. The only ones who know he's old is Bruce, uh, Sam, and Buggy, because they were the right. only three there. And even then, I'm sure the other Avengers know, or maybe they don't. So we'll see. Right.
1: Um, I just saw this one theory. It's not even really like a huge theory. It's just like, you know, a speculating thing. But I did see this one person say that since the battle is taking place in New York, could we see Spidey coming in and, and oh. assisting with the fight. Eh, I, don't know. I mean, I'm 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 not really buying that. I
0: I don't know if is, I. Buy is this is taking place during Far From Home.
1: Well, see, this was the whole thing. Hold on, sorry, I dropped my pencil, and I'm probably because there's also away. that
0: element of he's dealing with his own shit after being. Exposed. Well,
1: listen. So here's the thing. This all I, to my understanding, takes place before Far From Home. Hmm. So he's not yet, if in this timeline, Peter Parker is not dealing with currently the uh, thing that th- gotcha. the the problem with his identity yeah. being revealed. Okay, you know? so
0: maybe maybe he will pop up. And so maybe, like you know, maybe, who else is in but New York? Like,
1: Doctor Strange? Yeah, but it. honestly, I give up on him because he was supposed to come up. <laughs> honestly, I watched Doctor Strange because, like I said, I did the rewatch with my mom. And when we were watching Doctor Strange, the shot that I think everyone is talking about where it looked like Doctor Strange was like appearing out of Agatha's basement kind of thing. So we all like it was in one of the trailers for WandaVision. Okay, well, this is why everyone thought that Doctor Strange was going to be in it, because there's this one shot of Doctor Strange. It is Benedict Cumberbatch in with his cape. Like emerging out of like what looked could have looked like Agatha's basement, you know, something like that, those cellar doors into Westview. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that shot was taken straight from Doctor Strange because I watched it and I was like, that's the shot everyone that was used Uh. during a WandaVision trailer. So that was just like to throw everyone off um so that's why everyone expected Mm -hmm. dr strange right at the end but that was
0: marvel what they do well is they do they do keep their trailers as ambiguous as they can they they Mm -hmm. do i mean the the famous one is infinity war with hulk running alongside the brigade and hulk is not in that movie aside from the beginning it is bruce Mm -hmm. in the suit in the hulk buster armor he's not hulk in the battle of wakanda and in the trailer he's running there um so yeah maybe we'll see spidey maybe we'll see dr strange maybe we'll see no one (laughs) um yep who knows? So I just wanted uh, to
1: throw that out there
0: just to yeah. get your thoughts on that. I don't know any, if I'd buy any, it, any but Easter, hey, Easter if he's eggs? there, love him. Any Easter eggs? Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, my one that uh, a friend pointed out, uh, thank you, Zach and Rachel, uh, if you're listening. Uh, it was um, it, when he is doing his training montage, the music they use is the music from the credits. So that's like the, the new Falcon theme. Oh, the, Falcon, Captain, okay. the new Captain America theme is that last credit music which is the training montage of sam so pretty
1: cool cool love that yeah
0: so that's the end of the episode kelsey uh good stuff i'm excited for the end uh now that we've kind of gotten our answers at least amongst two of us and what we think is going to happen in the Mm -hmm. end like we know we're getting the suit you know there's going to be a battle in new york hold up kelsey has a thing to
1: say wait i forgot to say something super crucial about sharon because Mm. As we know, as, oh my God, I'm just dropping everything today. That was my chapstick. Don't need it. Um, So we were speculating before we had this whole, I mean, I gave this whole argument that she's could be possibly the villain of all of this. She could be the mastermind behind everything, the power broker. There's all this speculation with her. Right. But my question is, in the power broker episode, when we first meet her in episode three, she takes them right to her supplier. She takes them to Wilford, Nagel I think his name is Mm -hmm. um takes him right to his bunker and he ends up dying to me I'm like that is such a gamble to put into your supplier where you're getting the super soldier serum even if you know like in like in the back of her mind like oh Sam and Bucky probably won't let him die they're going in with Zemo. She has no idea what could happen to him. So that's red flag for me yeah. for me, number one, as to why I think she's not the power broker. And also
0: oh, you're, you're switching your opinion. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm giving I'm playing devil's advocate here because that's yeah. just what, you know, I observed on the internet. I was giving like the internet's theory first. But now this is really where I fall with my opinion. So red flag number one, she gives them leads them right to her supplier with Zemo, with the person that she almost shot point blank in the face upon seeing him. And he ends up dying. Number two, she, the power broker, as we know, has been sending threat death threats to Carly throughout. She gets two throughout the series. The first ones like in the first episode or the second episode, maybe. um, And it says, you took what was mine, obviously alluding to the serum. I'm going to find you. I'm going to kill you. And then the second one is in was in last week's episode. Another death threat from the power broker. Mm-hmm. Then Sharon, who people think is the power broker, then supplies the flag smashers with weapons. Yeah. Why would she send this French guy to supply them with weapons if she's trying to kill Carly? And right. if she has Carly's location, why not just go murder? You yeah, know,
0: I, I I agree that the her sending someone to them either is proving that she is not the power broker or she's doing so because she wants him to be on the inside to then betray the power broker uh, to betray the flag smashers and she is a okay. power broker the other theory i'm hearing is that Julie Julie louis dreyfus is a power broker but that also would make sense because john walker is also against the flag smashers um oh so maybe she is the power broker
1: yeah, because the power broker all d- doesn't like Carly because she so, stole the serums. So, my so maybe guess it's now, Julie Louis Dreyfus.
0: It could be Julia Louis Dreyfus, or it's someone completely different, or it's no one.
1: Because this identity <laughs> hasn't been revealed. That's another yeah. thing that needs to be wrapped up in in tomorrow and tomorrow's uh right. this week's yeah. episode I, I was
0: gonna say there's a lot left to to dissect and and to yeah. wrap up and that's where i'm like a little hesitant i'm a little worried uh how are they gonna stick that landing but again like i think a lot of it they've they've covered a lot of ground so far so i i have trust that they will i've liked this series so far i think it's gonna i think it's gonna stick the landing um so that's it that's all yeah so what do you have to plug Kels, for for yourself?
1: All right, so you can find me on Instagram at Kelsey A. Kilpatrick. You can check me out on TikTok, uh, KOZ13, or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, it's KOZ Productions, Cos nice. Productions.
0: Anything cool coming up to tease?
1: nothing i'm nothing to tease dill i'm i'm about to t- be taking like a, a a huge job where i'm i'm basically i'm nan i'm being a full time nanny for these two kids so oh, i i'm nothing coming up other Do than this Marvel? podcast
0: Do they watch mc oh uh, they're you know? too
1: young too young for How sure old? um five and eight um
0: i feel like eight could could i i saw the spider man movies in theaters when i was like six or seven
1: yeah, but like I don't know, I I think it's still a little young. There's a lot maybe, of maybe,
0: depth. yeah, maybe like the maybe the young like maybe like a big hero six could be like a good starter, the credible stuff like that. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll try to influence them as best I can.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. So you can check out Kelsey on her channel. She'll eventually have stuff soon. Uh, but. Right now, she's taking a little bit of a break because she's going to be a nanny, which is so cool. Uh, you can find me at Dylan underscore Randazzo on Twitter. You can find me at Dylan Randazzo 417 on TikTok. And you can find me at the Dill Pickle Movie Network on YouTube. Uh, as I just said, we had the Pickle Awards last night. Kelsey was a part of it. Uh, my host from the other shows were on a part of it. Uh, Framewreck, Picture This, and Great American Film Off you can catch on my channel uh, every month. Uh, Great American Film Off you can catch twice a month. And here in Marvelous Movie Mondays, you can catch me every single week with Kelsey every Monday. Um, check us out on audio. If you're listening on audio, check us out on video if you're checking us out on neither you should be um give us <laughs> if you're checking us a, out
1: on neither you're not here
0: <laughs> yeah if you're checking us out on neither then you're not hearing this anyway so uh yeah please tell your friends about us even if they're not Marvel fans they could still enjoy our faces you could just put like music to it and pretend like we're singing here well we'll like lip sync. There like put music to it and be like oh look how good these are um anyway that was a stupid joke. Uh we're gonna end this now uh thank you guys so much for watching we'll see you next week bye